Ooh, mommy, do you like spooky? I'll never forget when my three and a half year old came and asked me that question just a few weeks ago, and now it seems to be the only thing on his mind. When I look at him with this dumbfounded face, what do you mean spooky? Well, I realize that just as so much of the world right now is obsessed with the Halloween season right around the corner, so is my sweet little toddler. Without even trying, without even addressing the subject, it feels like no matter what it is, whether it's a holiday or if it's a social trend or if it's a TV show, our kids just, they become aware of things without us even realizing it. And I, without even expecting, our son recently discovered some Halloween television programming through our Netflix and our other devices that we watch our um, our shows on. And he started watching Halloween shows and he realized that he loves spooky. And he does not like when mommy has to share with him that I don't particularly care for spooky. Well, whether or not you're a big spooky fan or scary fan or a fan of Halloween, we do know that it's just around the corner. And where trick-or-treating is, in America especially, a beloved tradition, I also know and understand that, especially as Christian moms, we may have some apprehensions about celebrating such a known dark holiday. There's a lot of conflict out there, I think, in mom's hearts. Like, I want to celebrate Halloween as far as a harvest tra uh, tradition, but I don't like all the icky, scary, spooky, blood and guts kind of stuff. So if that's you, I have some great news for you. I promise there's a whole universe of exciting activities and ideas to explore with your little ones that are actually full of joy, fun, light, and can really spark their imagination. I want to remind you that the magic of Halloween isn't just about the spooky and the scary, and it's definitely not just about cat candy. There's a lot of opportunities that you and your littles can create precious memories and spark your child's imagination and their curiosity while also balancing all of that by staying true to your values. So mama, if I've intrigued you, I am so excited to let you know that if you're ready to embark on a Halloween adventure that doesn't involve trick-or-treating or any ghosts or goblins, well, stay tuned because I've got five incredible ideas for you that'll keep you and your toddlers giggling, learning, and celebrating this spooky season in style while also aligning with your beliefs. Let's do it. Let's jump on in. Hey mama, welcome to the Energize Mama podcast. Do you want a better work-life balance and more time and energy? Do you find yourself thinking, how can I add more hours into the day? Or are you Googling how to deal with mom guilt and can my marriage survive toddlers? Do you wake up with big goals only to feel overwhelmed and defeated when you have no one to help you and your littles aren't listening to you again? Hey, I'm Cheyenne. I too was an exhausted mom away from the help of my family. I too felt constantly drained with a strong-willed toddler and wished I could find balance between being a wife, a mom, stepmom, and entrepreneur. I wanted more energy to give myself and my husband, to discipline my kids confidently and incorporate faith into our home, all the things, right? But I kept telling myself that I couldn't do it feeling this exhausted and without a community supporting around me. 
until I found a healthy balance and endless energy in raising Jesus-loving littles. In this podcast, you will find that too. You will find time and energy boosting tips and tricks, guidance for disciplining your littles, and what to do when you have no help so that you will find balance between all your roles. Stop feeling drained and learn to trust your own mom tuition. Time to grab those headphones, pour that green smoothie, and get ready to get your daily energy boost. I've got you, mama. All right, mamas, here we go. We're going to dive into the five things that you can do with your toddlers other than trick-or-treating this Halloween season. And the first idea I have for you is to host a pumpkin decorating party. Now, something that I wanted to say right off the bat is that I don't want to just give you these ideas and then boom, 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 skip through them. I'm going to give you a real comprehensive look as far as, okay, the idea this is what it's about, but also I'm going to break it down step by step. Like, how do you actually do this? What are some things to think about? And then ultimately, what is something that's very important to me is what are the benefits of this activity? Like, why do this other than just give our kids something to do and keep them busy? Sometimes that really is the basic need of a family. And I get it. Sometimes we have so many other things we have to do and get done around the house. But We also, as parents, especially as moms, I know that we care about the emotional and the spiritual development of our child. So each of these ideas is also going to have a little bit of a benefit that I'm going to highlight so that you can decide, is this the activity that you want to do for the growth of your child? So again, let's go back to idea number one is pumpkin decorating party. So what is that? It can be as big or small as you want. You can make it a party of just you and your kids and your husband, or yeah, host a little party, have other mom friends come over. Chances are there's other moms maybe in the same predicament wanting to celebrate Halloween, but not really sure how to do it, especially outside of trick-or-treating. So host a Halloween, host a pumpkin decorating party. It's so charming and fills the home with so much joy when you have a vegetable that you can just dive into and get messy and also allow your toddlers to explore their artistic side, right? It's kind of that perfect blend of blending creativity of your child and your family and also bonding during this season. So if you want to actually host a party, there's a few logistics that we should go over, right? So either you can host it or you can have even a family. If you live close to say your in-laws or your parents, maybe they can host it. And then you can invite a few friends over. Now, if you want this to be a bigger event, like say you're a homeschool mom, or stay at home mom, and you want to extend this into the entire month of of October, even into November, if you want, you can actually have the party extend into prepping for the party, which would be, of course, what do you need for a pumpkin decorating party, but you need pumpkins. So there is a big, big significance, right, for finding the right pumpkins. I would suggest that you make this an activity. If you live in a place that has pumpkin patches, which I know here in the States, almost any state has it, because believe me, I live in Florida kids here go trick-or-treating and they celebrate Halloween in, you know, the sweat pouring down their faces where I remember growing up in New York and we practically had to have snow pants covering our costumes. Um, But you can find a local pumpkin patch or even farmer markets. And now almost every grocery store also offers pumpkins that you can pick out. And so it's fun to go in there and allow your toddler to start from the core, start the whole process instead of it just being something 
that they, that they get to do at home, have them be a part of the whole experience, especially if you have kids around the ages of two, three, and four, this is when they really like to start being a part of everything. They really are curious about so much. And this is a way that you can really stimulate that curiosity in them. Where do pumpkins come from? What different sizes are pumpkins? And this is something you can do by going and having them pick out the pumpkins and fit and talk about the different shapes and sizes really adds an extra element of fun for them. So now that you have the pumpkin, okay, what's next? How do you do it? Right? So what I would say is that if you've never hosted a pumpkin uh, decorating party before, or if you yourself have never carved pumpkins, you want to make sure that you have disposable tablecloths or newspapers to cover the area just to make it clean up a little bit easier, right? So newspapers, I know are not as common anymore. We don't get them delivered to our homes as much. So you can use maybe some old coloring books of your kids. You can lay down even some burp cloths, whatever that you can just quickly pick it up and then go clean it. You also want to make sure that you have some necessary supplies is ready. So whether you're going to make this more of a painting opportunity for your kids, or if you're going to go all in and actually carve with your children, especially if you have ones that are a little bit older, you want to prep those ahead of time. And just a little side note, I want to make sure that, you know, you set some boundaries for the pumpkin decorating just to avoid messes and other areas of the house, right? So you want to make sure that if you're going to have a pumpkin decorating party that you can always decorate with Halloween decorations, put it in one room and emphasize to the kids that are coming to decorate or even with your own children that, Hey, this is the pumpkin decorating area. Maybe you can make a little spoof pumpkin patch in your say dining room or something and say, this is where we keep our pumpkins. And especially it's just really great to make sure that, especially if you're carving that you have all eyes on the children with the sharp tools and we make sure that they use them properly. Now that we've covered some safety things and set up, right? Let's talk about the good stuff, right? What is a way that you can enhance a kid-friendly decorating party for your kids and their friends that would come over? So you can do a couple different things. One thing is, as I just said, is that you can have it instead of being a carving party, say you've got little younger, younger kids that are maybe two or three that are just starting to um, acknowledge and wonder about this, you know, harvest season, what's going on. You can always, instead of of carving, you can always use paint or or markers. I would just suggest that you make sure you go find um, non-toxic, you know, washable paints or markers so that it's easy. You don't want to add any stress to your plate, right? So that you make it easy for your kids to create and it's safe for them. Um, you want to just really step back, I would say, and allow your kids to just get messy. This is the time where you can let your toddler's imagination, you know, run wild. You can help them, of course, maybe with some stencils and allow them to paint funny faces or things like that. Or, or even a lot of um, websites nowadays, you can go Google and actually ask for Halloween cutouts of say their favorite characters. So if you're like my house, you may have a few blippy pumpkins hanging around <laughs> the house, uh, but make it fun and make it something that your kids can connect to. You could also hop into your local dollar store, or I've put a few links below that you can go shop online for things like stickers or having these like googly eyes. So again, especially if you're opting for more of the non-carving, the non-sharp tool option, then you can put something externally on the pumpkin and still make it very, very fun for the kids, especially if you're going to do paint and you allow finger painting in there. So uh, before we dive into the second idea, I want to just emphasize the benefits of why. Why do pumpkin decorating, right? So there are so, so many 
different benefits. You know, when you have your toddlers immersed in this, you're actually going to give them confidence in their artistic skills. You're going to allow them to express themselves in a way that maybe they haven't before. And also by using all these different tools and by the cutting and the pulling out the guts and just the holding the different tools that it takes, it's going to help develop their fine motor skills. So, and then so often I hear from moms in my private Facebook community that they really desire more family bonding experiences. You know, um, a lot of their husbands are working outside the home. So are they, they don't have a ton of time together. So when they do have time together, they want it to be quality time and working together on these pumpkins, I promise you is going to be something that you guys will never, ever forget, especially when you get to see your kids like that pride and that joy that they're going to feel when they see their pumpkins, because what happens after you decorate the, the pumpkins? Well, if you're like most families, you proudly display them, right? Whether it's you put them um, on your kitchen island or if you put them outside so your neighbors and other people can see, your kids are going to have an awesome boost of their self-esteem when they see their project out, ready to go, um, proudly displayed for them um, to have other people enjoy and something that they can look forward to each and every holiday season as your family grows. Okay, now we're popping on over to idea or thing to do with your toddlers other than trick or treating number two is going to be spooky, maybe not so scary story time, right? So there are so many options of books out there that you can go and find at any local library, or I tell you, Amazon is like my best friend. There are so many age appropriate Halloween books that you can go and dive into with your kids together. I think there are other moms out there just like us that are starting to realize like, hey, I don't like the spooky. I don't like the scary, but there's something so beautiful and organic about this harvest season, especially as a Christian mom, when you think about the harvest and how Jesus talks about, you know, like there's a time to plant and then there's a time to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Right. And that's so much of what the Halloween season has been about in the past. And it's turned into this big commercialized, scary, spooky holiday holiday, but you and your family can take this back by finding uh, stories about harvest season, about farming, about planting, especially at this time of your child's life, especially if you have a kid under five, so often they are so, so curious about farming. They want to know about farm animals. How does it work? How does it do that? So you can combine um, the joy and the excitement of Halloween with storytelling and making sure that it is an enjoyable, enjoyable topic and something that you can enjoy together. What would make it next level, which would make it really, really uh, fun for your kids is not just to have the story time be something average, you know, for instance, like there are, um, probably times that you do regular story time, right? Maybe you do it before bedtime. Maybe you have a quiet time for your toddler in the middle of the day. Well, my idea is to either spice things up and have a totally new and different story time or make your typical story time extra special. What you can do is actually set up a cozy and dim lit space in the home, maybe bring in some little Halloween lights, or if you decorated pumpkins already and made jack-o'-lanterns, maybe this would be the time to light up that jack-o'-lantern when you read this harvesty or not too scary story to your toddler. It's going to create a warm atmosphere that also 
adds to the excitement. And just so you know, so many libraries out there, if you go into their kids section, they have age appropriate Halloween books. And so they're meant to feature friendly characters, you know, that are mild, not too spooky adventures, that kind of thing. They're more designed to entertain and not to frighten. So if you look in the show notes below, I've created a list of recommended Halloween books for toddlers. They're going to have classics. Uh, one that my son really loves is called Room on the Broom by Julia Donaldson, or there's even another cute and classic little blue truck which has many books in that series but they even have their own Halloween and that's by Alice Schrotel and so just know that you can get a lot of new and used books of course from your local libraries but also um, don't feel for, or, or excuse me feel free to reach out to your local mom group or find one on Facebook and ask if anyone has some Halloween books, Halloween themed, harvest themed books that you can even, um, instead of keep, but even just borrow for some time during this season. Now, what's wonderful about the story time and, you know, what the benefit is about hosting a spooky, specifically focused, scary time, a spooky, scary story time with your kids is that it's going to uh, foster a love for reading, right? And this is the time of life, I think, when our kids are the most into reading and that really love it. And a lot of times what really happens for children they show in studies that end up loving to read later is the connection to the material. So especially if your kids are leaning in and like my three and a half year old really wanting to know more about Halloween and spooky things, this is a great way to foster that lifelong love for reading. So um, story time also is a great way to enhance so many different things, whether it's language development, cognitive skills, and emotional bonding between you and your child. There's so many benefits as to why this is a great opportunity for you to connect with your toddler and also answer some questions, right? Around the time kids get to be about three or four, they have so many questions. They start to ask why. Well, this is a great time to be in a safe, cozy, warm atmosphere to explain maybe even Halloween or maybe why if your family decides not to do trick-or-treating, this can be a great, safe, calm opportunity and space to explain why we don't celebrate Halloween or why we decide not to go trick-or-treating because when you're reading together you're going to help your toddler feel safe and secure and you're going to help them feel at ease to be able to stimulate this kind of um, conversation and continue to help them feel at ease about discussing more things with you. Okay, here we are, mamas. We're on to the third idea of what to do with your toddler other than trick-or-treating. And this is our official DIY section. So if you're a mom who considers herself to be a little bit of like a Joanna Gaines, like liking to put together things very crafty, then this is the segment for you. If you're not so much of a DIY queen, then feel free to skip forward about five minutes to the next tip. However, before you do that, I want to encourage you to listen to some of these ideas and especially some of the benefits of just taking some time slowing down and doing this with your child so that you can see what a warm and wonderful experience and a way to enhance the Halloween season without having to do anything with candy or trick or treating. So there are some 
DIY ideas, first and foremost, you can of course always do a costume, right? Like how exciting that you can help your toddler's imagination go wild and help them think about what do they want to dress up as, especially when our kids are about three or four, they really start to get into imaginative play. They're starting to explore the world. They're starting to see what people do in the world for work. And they often want to mimic that. So this is the perfect opportunity for them to get dressed up because again, a kid doesn't need to have to go trick-or-treating to get dressed up and build their own costume. So besides doing your own costume, you can also do certain crafts like making paper jack-o'-lanterns or even crafting like friendly ghosts or, or like decorations to hang around the house or creating little handprint uh, spiders. Um, these crafts are really simple and safe and age appropriate, you know, so you don't have to worry about making it complex or messy. Even, you know, this is something you can do in a simple afternoon, or you can do on the weekends. Again, if you want to make it like a family bonding experience for everybody to do together, um, you know, a lot of these craft supplies you can find online at Amazon. I've listed a few links below, or you can always go to your local dollar store and they have a lot of these things, um, right on hand. And it's great because they're cheap, they're inexpensive, and they also are something you can use on into the Thanksgiving and Christmas season that will be coming up before we know it. So just know that when you actually spend time to create these crafts, you're going to be engaging your kids in a totally different way, right? Than just reading them a story or by creating pumpkins. This is a way that's going to help to enhance their fine motor skills and their cognitive development because you're activating their creativity here. You're also just like with the pumpkins, you're going to be providing a sense of accomplishment with them, right? When they see all these pieces, you know, all apart and then they see them come together, especially if you're say building a, a costume together. And when they wear that costume, I promise they are going to be wearing it with pride and they're going to be feeling so, so good. So remember that this is something that is maybe beyond your feelings of inadequacy as a mom. I know I am not always the most artistic person. And so sometimes I hesitate from doing something like this or my toddler, he is not the kid that likes to sit and paint and color. So often, I don't know if you're like me, I sit to go do a project with him and I do about 97% of it. And so, um, I would usually lean away from something like this, but I, now understand the benefit that allows my child to work on things like his coordination, his problem solving abilities, and even his artistic expression, right? It's like, it's all about sitting down and taking the time and letting our kids look at something and just be curious and asking them the right questions and allowing ourselves to maybe step out of our comfort zone a little bit. Hey mama, can you believe it's already October? I mean, it's going to be Christmas before we know it. And if you're anything like me, it's been quite a whirlwind of keeping up with the little ones, hasn't it? I have a question for you. Do you ever find yourself wishing there was a way to just stop feeling emotionally drained? You're not alone if motherhood sometimes feels like an emotional roller coaster. Do you also wish that you could just basically have more energy, you know, for your husband, for yourself, for life in general? Well, I promise you, mama, I've actually been in your shoes and I know what it's like to crave more wanting more from life than just being a mom. It is a dream worth pursuing. I know what it's like to feel overwhelmed, that never ending stress, wondering where to even start to make a change in your life. I know what it's like to lack those healthy habits, the ones that you really want to do and have, but you're kind of totally in the dark, which ones actually make a difference long-term. 
I've also struggled to create a plan, you know, feeling completely lost in creating realistic, sustainable strategies for myself. And, you know, ultimately just doubting myself, doubting your energy, wondering if it's even possible to feel energetic while wrangling a household full of littles. But now, Mama, I want you to imagine this. What if you woke up each day instead of feeling emotionally drained, but feeling refreshed with energy to spare? What if you had time for those cherished date nights with your husband? And what if me time actually became a regular part of your everyday routine? And what if you had a simple tailor-made plan that brought back your energy and allowed you to be the vibrant mama that you long to be all while at the same time, giving your kids the love and care that they need. Well, I have great news for you. That's exactly why I created the more energy method. It's your customized blueprint to reclaim your life from the chaos and inject boundless energy into your daily routine. Here's what I'll teach you to decrease stress and increase energy. I'm going to give you practical strategies to make stress vanish and your energy soar. You'll have a super simple personalized plan that'll establish new energy boosting habits without taking time away from your kids or demanding huge commitments because right, who's got time for that? You'll walk away with crystal clear clarity. You'll know exactly what to focus on a foolproof plan. You know exactly how to do it. And perhaps most important, confidence. You'll have the confidence to make these changes last. So if you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed the moment you wake up to feel rejuvenated throughout the day and go to bed satisfied, even as a busy mom of littles, now's the time to take the leap. During the entire month of October, I'm offering an exclusive deal, 10% off my course and three bonus trainings. Don't miss out, mamas. Head over right now to energyformoms.com to grab your exclusive offer today before it expires on November 1st. It's time, mama, to shed the stress, regain yourself, and have energy to spare for you, your husband, and a life beyond just your littles. Let's do this together, mama. Okay, tip number four happens to be one of my own personal favorite, which are the not so spooky snacks. That's right, the Halloween baking fun. How great that we have an entire season that we can just go dive in deep into the kitchen and allow our kids to get creative, to grow their sensory and motor skills development, and you know what? Have some yummy fun while doing it. So it's not just that it's the Halloween season when we can do this, right? But there are some special themes that you can do getting in the kitchen and doing something together and making it creative and something that will provide healthy, balanced snacks and maybe a little extra special treats in the kitchen together. So some ideas that I have for you guys are pretty simple ones. You can make something like making banana ghosts with chocolate chip eyes. All you have to do is grab a banana, slice it in two or three, put some chocolate chip eyes, and there you go. Boom. You have a yummy, healthy treat that's really fun and spooky, but not too scary. You can also make clementine pumpkins. Again, I'm here in Florida, so we've got citrus out the wahoo. We've got it everywhere. So if you're somewhere where you can get little clementines, they're really cute little pumpkins that you can make out of them and even teach your kids how to practice maybe the pumpkin carving on the little clementines as they're much smaller and easier to manage than a pumpkin. You can also slice up apples 
and give with almond butter and make like mini marshmallow teeth out of them too and make the the brown look like goo or mud that's all over so again there's a lot of different ideas and how to do this how to implement it it's also one of the tips that you can smush together so all of these tips I hope that you guys decide to do three or four or even all five of them and they're all meant to be done simultaneously um, or prepping for one another again if you're gonna do a a, a party with the pumpkin decorating pumpkin carving these could be a great some one of these ideas for the baking could be a great add-on something that you also do to prep for this party could be that you do a Halloween baking party again homeschool families right it's like you're looking for things to do with your kids why don't you host a Halloween or harvest themed baking or cooking little class in one of your kitchens and have it be a way that you can encourage hands-on activities for your kids right you're encouraging them to try different foods to get creative and then you're also fostering healthy eating habits. So it's like a win, win, win all over the place right here. So, and remember that there is such importance in the slow things in life. I think as especially American moms, we're kind of on the go all the time. Like, you know, uh, what, and maybe in this season you're, you're looking up all of the, like, what are the trunk or treats I can take my kids to or the Halloween fall far harvest festivals. Cause you know, you want to do, 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 and you want to get your kids probably out of the house as much as possible. I know my three and a half year old has so much energy that is really been doubled I feel in these last few months especially since his little brother has arrived and I just want to get him out sometimes but I also make sure that I don't want to overlook the importance of just sitting down together just having some still moments just that are quiet they're calm and to enjoy just being together even in our own home just doing something different that's the emphasis is you're bringing in something that you can do in your home that you don't have to stress about as far as getting the kids ready and packing their bags and stuff, doing something in your own home that's going to enhance a bonding experience, doing something just a little different than is out of the ordinary. What I would also encourage is while you're cooking, while you're baking is to put on a little spooky music, right? Set the theme a little bit. That's also something you can add to your pumpkin carving uh, party. So if you want an idea for a list, I also have one or a playlist. Sorry, I have one listed in the show notes below. It's one of our personal favorites. It's by Super Simple Songs and they have their own Halloween list that I have to already say a little, uh, what is this? PSA, public service announcement. I'm sorry if you start playing it and it becomes an obsession in your house. Just know that Christmas is right around the corner and they have a playlist for that too. All right, mamas, we made it. Here we are to number five. My last tip that I have for you today of something you do with your toddlers other than trick-or-treating. So what is the essence of trick-or-treating, right? Is yes, of course, getting the candy, but what are you actually doing, right? You're getting outside, your kid is wearing their costume and they're going door to door knocking you're walking, right? You're exploring, you're somewhere, whether it's in your neighborhood, if it's in a church parking lot, if it's at the local mall, you're, you're going on an adventure together. So again, trying to give your kids experiences that are as close to trick-or-treating as possible without maybe actually doing it is why I wanted to make this episode. Because I'll tell you, as a kid whose parents became Christians um, back in the 90s when I was four years old, 
I was just getting into the thick of holiday celebrations, discovering what they were, discovering what, what, um, you know, was the excitement around holiday seasons. And my parents were conflicted because growing up as non-Christians being in the world and now being in the world, but not wanting to be of it, they really struggled with what to do with me. <laughs> They're all of a sudden starting to be more spiritually minded instead of just providing for my physical, emotional needs. They were now concerned about a you know, concern for my spiritual needs. And so I kind of was in the awkward season of, I do remember I was allowed to dress up and go trick-or-treating once. And then my parents were really against having any kind of Halloween celebration, especially with the spooky and scary. And then I mostly for the years that followed went to my church on Halloween night would actually host a Halloween party and get together. And so it was really hard as a kid. I remember feeling very excluded, very like, oh, my kids, my kids, my friends got to have candy. They got to go trick or treating and I didn't. So again, that wasn't my parents fault. I think also back in those days, there wasn't the internet. My mom maybe didn't know what to do, how to research. There wasn't podcasting back then. So I'm glad that we have all these resources nowadays so that we can aim right. Every generation tries to do better, tries to do something differently maybe than their parents. So that's where this episode has also derived from. So getting back to number five, my final uh, tip for you is actually in creating some sort of like a neighborhood scavenger hunt for your kid, right? So you could do it. Um, I would suggest doing it not on Halloween because if you don't want to take your kids uh, trick-or-treating, obviously in the evening time on Halloween, you know, it might be hard to have your kids be separated from that. But even if you did it on Halloween morning or in the weeks leading up, what it is, is that you can have your kids again, put on that DIY costume that they uh, created, you know, eat some of those yummy treats that, that you guys already baked or cooked together, and then go on a scavenger hunt through your neighborhood. A lot of neighborhoods um, decorate so fun for Halloween. Even when we're driving in our car nowadays, if my toddler's in the back screaming or if he's having a hard time, we quickly quickly change his his focus and we say, hey, Mason, look for spooky. Or where is there, can you find pumpkins for me? And it instantly turns, changes his tune and he refocuses his attention. He stops crying and he's instantly in a better mood. So um, this is a great way for your kids to try to find things. It's a great way to also help engaging your children um, with colors and numbers like, you know, hey, sweetie, how many bats do you see off that house? Or how many pumpkins do you see that are um, orange or how many do you see that are a little yellow or brown, you know, kind of thing. So you really can make it an engaging and fun experience, especially if you allow your kids to, uh, wear costumes. And another idea is that while you're out and it can be in a different neighborhood, cause maybe your neighborhood isn't very decorated. Um, you know, you can always Google these things, look at, um, as you're driving around, look for neighborhoods that have a lot of decorations so that it could be fun to go on a walk with your child, or you could even do it from the car. Say you live more in the country and it's not very safe necessarily for you to be walking on these roads with your kids. You can do it from the car or do it while they're on their bike or you're pushing them in a stroller. And then to add to the next level of this scavenger hunt, right? It's not just necessarily finding things visually that you can see. Let's make it more tangible. And you can actually, on your 
scavenger hunt, you can ask your kids to look for pretty leaves, look for acorns, things that they can bring back that you typically only find in this harvest season, right? The leaves are maybe in your area starting to fall. Again, here in Florida, we don't really have that, but there's plenty of leaves that I could find outside with my child and then bring them back. And all of a sudden you now have opportunities to then do tip number four. Four, I believe was it or three the the crafts right the decorations you can make around your house or the crafts that have a not so spooky but still harvesty still fall theme so with leaves you can put paint on the other side of the leaf and you can do um, leaf rubbings on a piece of paper you can um, with your acorns you can also decorate them to make them look like little squirrels or pumpkins of course there's a common theme here so while you're doing this, you're, of course, allowing your child to just have a great experience, make fall something fun, make it not a taboo topic that you have to be scared of addressing or talking about in your home. You don't want Halloween season to come and you instantly, you know, get, get, cre you know, you, you get like clammy and you don't know how to address it. And no, no, no. Like this is the opportunity where we get to be in the world, but not of it. And you can embrace this beautiful fall har harvest season and make it an opportunity, a season for you to create long lasting memories with your kids that are going to last well into their adulthood and build confident, creative kids that you'll be proud of raising. Hey, 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 mama. Are you still here with me? Congratulations. You just again participated and spent some time investing in your family. And please give yourself a pat on the back by listening to every episode. You are growing your heart, your spirit. You're becoming a better mom. At least that is my intention and why I do this podcast for you. So just to review again, we went over five things that you can do with your toddlers other than trick or treating. Number one, one was to have a pumpkin decorating party for you and your family or to have it be an activity you do with other friends and family members. Number two would be to have a spooky and not so scary story time to increase that love of learning and have it in a warm and friendly atmosphere to foster storytelling, but also questions to come from your kids. Number three was do it yourself DIY costume and create a parade out of it. Have it be fun, especially if you have multiple kids or again, you want to get together with other friends, have it be an opportunity where your kids can display their creativity and have it be put on, yeah, put on display, have them enjoy being shown off and seeing their talents uh, applauded. Number four was all about the harvest baking fun. Get in the kitchen, have fun with your kids and create those yummy snacks that you can use from now into all your other activities that you plan around your Halloween season. And number five, last but not least, is having a neighborhood scavenger hunt, something that you guys can do together, get outdoors, explore, and have fun learning together and bringing some of those memories and maybe some of those even finds back home. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, I know that there's moms of all ages that have kids of all ages that are listening to this episode. So please choose activities that suit your own child's interest and comfort level. Feel free to go into my show notes to get some of these resources that I talked about for your crafting, for your baking. And if you like this topic, if you're really curious again about what to do with the Halloween season, you're in luck because my next two episodes are also going to be about Halloween. So episode 82 is going to dive into how to help your toddler have a successful Halloween 
So if you do choose to have your child go trick-or-treating, I'm going to review how to do that, how to help them enjoy it, have it be a memorable experience and not so traumatic or scary experience, how they can enjoy it. And then episode number 83 is going to be all about exactly what to do with all that leftover Halloween candy. As I know, that is something that a lot of moms worry about when it comes to taking their kids trick-or-treating. So again, thank you so much for listening to this. Please do share this episode with your friends, with your families on all your social media platforms. If it resonated, if you enjoyed it, And please go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I am so, so honored to be here with you guys. I wish you a very healthy and happy fall season. And mama, just know that you're doing better than you probably think. I'm so proud to know you and I look forward to engaging with you in a future episode. Is infertility causing you emotional distress? How would you feel if I told you that you're not alone and that there is a brighter way out? I know mama because I've been there. You'll learn how to reset your faith, your feelings, and your emotional twists and turns, and take inspiration from stories from other women. I want you to grab your copy of I'm Fruitful, an infertility support magazine that will help you rekindle your faith after infertility, forgive yourself, and experience grace after such a challenging experience. Join their IG community at I'm Fruitful of supportive women who have been through the same thing as you, as me, and you'll never feel alone again.